Hi guys, welcome back to the Blue Spirits Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Elena. I'm Liam. I'm Emmy. Tess is our special guest again. Uh, okay, we already um asked Tess our little intro questions. Just like say your most unpopular avatar opinion. Just anything. Just hit us with it. Do you have any unpopular opinions about like worst characters? <laughs> worst characters i'm just saying <laughs> i like azula i think she's just fun and relatable like i love no i agree i love azula to death um she's a queen and <laughs> i feel like avatar was kind of like ahead of its time and it should have been appreciated more i don't know because like i had never yeah, like, heard of it until everyone was like started talking about it when it went on netflix and now i feel bad about it because it's such a good show like yeah Summarize last episode, Aang's the Avatar, all the airbenders are dead, uh, Aang is the last hope to save the world from the Fire Nation, they're traveling to the North Pole to uh, master waterbending, uh, and uh, Zhao and Zuko are both hunting the Avatar. Period. <laughs> How did you pronounce his name? Zhao. Oh, okay, I thought you said Zhao. That's possible. I, I said that last episode, and then I listened to it back. Like, oh. Episode five is um, the King of Omashu. I thought <laughs> I thought he, <laughs> I thought he was so cute. I think that um, like seeing little kids, like all the characters as little kids, is super adorable. Yeah. Um, but I feel like what the writers and everyone did really well in this show is that like. You could literally look at a picture of the character and know exactly what they're like as a person in the show. And that's what I really liked about Boomy. Like, you could tell that he was, like, a little crazy, but he was also, like, super fun to hang out with. Okay. It raises some questions about um, what the monk's life was like. What do you mean by that, Melina? Well, I'm just, like, like, they're, like, we see a couple times that Aang, like, goes and visits the other nations. I'm just kind of, like, and then the only other, like, flashbacks we have of Aang are of him, like, throwing pies at the other monks. I'm kind of just like, what do they do all day? Like, he really, he, like, practices some airbending. He goes and meets this crazy kid in the Earth Kingdom, and he makes him pie. Like, I don't know. Aang kind of was living a good life. I'm just like. <laughs> oh, well, like, I, now that you brought that up, like, we see Korra, which, like, I mean, if you watched Avatar, you probably have watched Korra. And, like, you see that she was, like, she was pretty much a set Avatar by the age of, like, 15 or 16. And Aang was, I think he said that he was, like, 10 or 11. Like, just assuming the, like, flashbacks were around that age. And he was, like, not training as much as Korra must have. Which, I mean, it might have been different because of Aang's past and the fact that they lost him for 100 years, but that's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree. This, we could honestly just talk about the car this whole episode. <laughs> so then, to get into Omashu, they put on these little silly disguises, and Aang pretends to be the grandfather of Sokka and Katara, being silly boy. At his best. And he's the youngest out of all of them. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. He's 112. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, also, um, while they get in, they get, they secured the bag. Um, and 
And Aang is super excited to see his friend. Um, and, I mean, I would be excited. Like, that's such an exciting moment. Especially since he's just suffered, like, a super huge loss with his family. Like, that's a big deal. Does anyone have anything to say? Yes, this we see the Cabbage Man for the first, I think, the, maybe the second time? That's I think he's the my first backer. time. That's the okay, first well. time you see him. Oh, oh I thought he was... Yeah, he's a queen. I mean, king. He just kind of sells cabbages. I didn't like I, him, but that's just me. I didn't notice him until season two. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I didn't pay any attention to season one. Like I put it on zone now. <laughs> anyway, okay. So um, Amashu is like a really pretty city, and Aang is like, here's the best part about it. Like there's this delivery system. It's basically a bunch of like like um rock slides like slides made of rock and they're like the guards like earth bend to control it and that's how they send packages and stuff and Angus like like this is the best part and they're like yo this is a mail system and he's like no guys like <laughs> watch this and then he makes him slide down it and I hate it I literally <laughs> hate this part anyway okay so then there's like this this episode I read way too deep into it so there's like this tie we see again between bending and culture where they're like this is the delivery system and it requires bending and it's like that's why it's not the waterbenders like the fire nation killed the waterbenders but they also like symbolically destroyed their culture anyway okay <laughs> and then we get a boomy flash threw that in there <laughs> <laughs> sorry no like it's terrible like I didn't know what to say so I was like moving on <laughs> so like okay then we get a little boomy moment and Aang is like this okay this part like okay we learn later that boomy is still alive but Aang is like yeah going to see boomy like he could have been dead yeah they're like so boomy like he takes him we go into this little flashback and boomy is like you gotta think outside the box like you gotta like I don't know what he says. Anyway, so then he, that's how Aang learns to, like, go down these, like, delivery system, like, as a slide, and you're like, what the heck? And then Aang goes, Boomy, you're a mad genius. And I relate to Boomy, because he's strange now out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then Aang gets them thrown off the wall, and they literally die, like, they almost, they don't die, they almost die, like, a thousand (laughs) times. And Katara and Sokka are like, please stop, and he's like, I figure out how to make this go faster, and then they yeah anyway Tess anything to add are you supposed to be like surprised when it's like the kid is boomy because I was like yeah <laughs> yeah I know I feel that I um I don't think I pieced it together because I don't think I paid attention to this episode um or any of them but yeah <laughs> I've, I've like paid attention now like but like the first time I watched it like I didn't pay attention but yeah um like what you said about like boomy being dead I'm I'm really surprised that Katara didn't say anything. Like they really made a big deal oh, about yeah. <laughs> Airbenders, but then literally, there was like he is like a hundred and something years old. Like he has to be as old as A. So they were like, oh yeah, his a hundred and maybe fifteen year old, like fourteen, like around that age, is still alive. <laughs> like that was just so out of like the ordinary to be like, oh yeah, that's normal. The creators try to pull this thing where they're like, um, Kiyoshi used this technique to live to 100, like this earthbending technique to like control something in her body to live longer. And that's what Boomy did. And I'm like, no, 
you made that up on the spot. <laughs> you don't say you wrote that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's ridiculous. Anyway, Liam, on to you. Oh, the, the Cabbage Man appears for the second time. That's the I feel like that's the only time he shows up twice throughout the entire series was the day he was introduced. And wait, how did he get his cabbages back? Yeah, because they get destroyed at least they launch, they, At the beginning of the episode, they launch it off of a cliff and then he shows up back in the city. He got some pockets whole. There could be multiple <laughs> cabbage. <laughs> uh, Maybe the Cabbage Man is many people. So the uh, Aang, Katara, and Sokka are, once they fall off the delivery system, they land on the Cabbage Man's cabbages. He goes, my cabbages! Uh, and then... <laughs> That was uh, a perfect impression. <laughs> uh, then they're taken to the to the old king. Uh, they uh, they all think that they're gonna die, but then he's like, "Now we feast," uh, or like throw them a feast or something along those lines. But then that kind of just leads to uh, them figuring out that Ang can airbend, uh, and then they just kind of send them to the brand new refurbished uh, jail cell. Oh, and then um, they fall asleep in that room. And then whenever they wake up, Sokka and Katara are gone. And then uh, he's like, where'd they be? And then they don't be there. I agree. I agree. (laughs) I can only imagine how, like, freaked out Aang must be. Because he's all by himself. And I always forget that he's literally, like, 12. He's just left all by himself, and now his new, like, family has just disappeared. Like, I don't know. That would really freak me out. So we figure out that the um, king uses um, the creeping crystals on Sokka and Katara as blackmail. And I actually thought those were really cool. Like, I didn't think about, like, like, watching the show, I didn't think about all the different things that they could bend. So seeing, like, the crystals and everything was super cool. Yeah, I like. Um, I was thinking about this today, and I was like, "Why aren't earthbenders called like rock benders? Like, can they bend like physical dirt? Like, <laughs> okay, anyway, yeah, they probably like, can because they can bend sand." Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but sand is like rock eroded. So then, um, he says you have to beat these three challenges to get your friends back, so you can leave. And, um. Aang has this sudden confidence that I was not expecting, and he's like, oh yeah, I can beat these, don't worry. <laughs> Even though, like, throughout the show so far, he is so self-conscious about literally everything he does. <laughs> but, um, it's fine. So then, the first challenge... Ah! I love this episode. Anyway, the first challenge was Aang had to get a key from... A, that was inside of a waterfall, and there were a bunch of, like, spiky... Were they rocks? I think so bunch of spiky rocks um and it was and also that boomy he was just hungry he had to get his lunchbox key his lunchbox key i want a lunchbox that has a lock on it i didn't know those were a thing <laughs> so then uh boomy roasts the heck out of ang well like okay ang like the confidence he had that he could get it went away real fast because he definitely could not get it that well. But then he um he um figures out how to get it. And that was kind of cool. <laughs> he said sassy Aang. Yes, because he's like, he gets so upset. And he's like, I'm a sassy king. And sassy Aang wants him to Aang. Anyway. 
<laughs> okay, the second challenge was um to save his pet Flopsy from a giant beast. Um, but the actual the beast was actually Flopsy, which I love. Flopsy, I love him. He's so cute. He is so cute. Compassionate Aang. So far, we've had sassy Aang and compassionate Aang. Tess, would you like to add? (laughs) You're laughing at me. So then the the magical bending rock uh, rings that uh, Sokka and Katara have are like growing on them. At this point, they're probably like in a cone of like crystals. The third challenge is like a actual fight sort of thing. And then there's, uh, he gets offered a choice between like these two fighters and man, they look real angry. One One's real big and, and he looks real strong. And then there's the other one who's also there. And um, then uh, he goes, I don't want either of them. I, I choose the old crepit old man. Uh, and then he does. And then uh, Boomy just kind of takes off his jacket and starts flexing on him. That's so horrifying. <laughs> Watch Boomy just grow four feet and have abs. It's so scary. Just straightens his neck. Remember, <laughs> like, old man, you know, is like, ah ha ha, you thought you were clever. And he's like, I'm actually hitting the gym guy. And <laughs> he's like, huge. And I'm like, you're an old man. Yeah. Strong old man. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about how, like, <laughs> what the inside of his coat looked like while he was walking around like that. Since he grew so tall, like, what was he doing? <laughs> like, how did he get that small? <laughs> <laughs> there, so they're fighting, and we get like a nice fight scene. And whenever I take notes on the fight scenes, I don't know what to say. Like, just watch it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, anyway, so the king the king says something that's very important to me because he's the king's typical airbender. Stop evading. That was my boomy impression. <laughs> and then he throws a giant boulder at him and Aang redirects it because Boomy's like, don't, don't like, just like hit me directly. And Aang is like, no, queen, I'm going to redirect it. Reminds me of someone else I know, Zuko. <clears throat> and anyway, so then, he redirects the boulder at him and then the king is like you got me but i still have a rock over your head and Aang is like i'm literally dead but then he's like jk like whatever like we fought like i'm a nice queen like (laughs) yeah and so yeah i have a question did okay did the um did the avatar have to learn the elements in a certain order yeah Uh, yeah no i don't think they do I, don't feel like I thought that they just it's, set up an order for him because it was no, easier to learn them. No, they have to do it in a specific order. It's for angles, air, water, earth, fire. Because remember when they go to visit Zhang Zhang and um, everyone's like, Aang Queen, this is not going to help you because you haven't mastered the other two elements. And he's like, uh-huh. I don't care. That's uh, because of the other okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I was like, why did he just not have Boomy teach Anyway, so... Then the last challenge. Um, he asks Aang, what's my name? Say it, I dare you. And um <laughs> say my name, say my name. I was gonna start singing that. <laughs> I put like, your name out of your mouth. 
That's that's boomy to end. Okay, I'm sorry. I've never seen you on this podcast again. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, and he says that he has is um says that his name is Rocky. He put in like, some good input. He had a, he had a great idea, and I think he deserves respect for it. Um. No, Liam would do that for real, though. <laughs> I think his name is Rocky. But yeah, I mean, it was a good guess. I'll give him that. Because <laughs> the um, first time I watched this, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, I it's like the order of the tasks must be his name. So I was like, so first it's a key. The second one is a bunny. And then the third one is a fight. Like, what do I do with that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, then Katara had him reflect, like you said, and then he finds out that it's Boomy. Oh, that part was so sad. I cried when I watched that part. (laughs) I cried when he found out that it was Boomy and was like, hey, Matthew. This episode is so weird because on the one hand I feel like this is a trope but on the other hand I've never seen this in any other show I, like it feels so tropey so like I don't know do you know what I mean like like you like you go to a kingdom and you're like oh who is this man and he has you do tasks but it's actually your childhood best friend from like this episode is so weird also the crystal is actually just candy like they were in no danger which i think is really iconic so i wrote like a little like essay about this episode so let me just go on my little rant i think i do one of these every single one okay yeah okay so this episode is really important to me as a person because basically let me just pop off (laughs) <laughs> I'm not literally insane. Aang has a flat character arc, which basically means instead of him, like the world changing him, he changes the world and he clings to his own beliefs and values. And people are always like, like Aang didn't have the same type of like transformative arc that Zuko had. And I'm like, oh, let me pop up. Aang, Aang reflected his people that were like murdered and right in like this imperialist conquest. And so why would he, if he changed any of his values, any of his beliefs, any of himself, it would be to let the Fire Nation win because who he is is so closely tied and symbolizes to the air nomad culture. Whereas the Fire Nation needed to change because they were evil and killing people and Zuko represented that they weren't inherently bad or good and they had both in them and he needed to choose to be good and peaceful. And so that's why Zuko had to have this big dramatic redemption arc, but Aang had this flat character arc, which does not make Aang boring. Aang's character arc is one of the best in the show because he, like, he has an entire culture of people riding on him to, like, instill his values back into the world, and he doesn't, like, until his friends basically get fully encased in that crystal to figure out what his name is. Um, and, and Sokka give up to this pressure of being like the hero that they want and you may be thinking how on earth does that connect to this episode well let me say because in every single challenge boomy is like here's this crazy task do it his boomy's whole thing is like think outside of the box but 
and he's really reaching into himself of doing what he already has in him like in the first episode he's like being a sassy queen like and that's Aang like (laughs) in the second one the second challenge is about being like compassionate to animals and Aang has that quality and in the third one with fighting Boomy Boomy is like redirect the boulder and he's like no no Boomy's like don't redirect like just fight me and Aang wins the fight by redirecting it and it's and he, ultimately, it all comes back to him knowing who Boomy was because of his connection to people, which is what the whole show is about. Like, Aang really saved the world with friendship and his connection to the people that he loves. And so I just think this episode really set us up for that really nicely because it's saying Aang already has these beautiful qualities inside of him. And everybody's telling him, be this person, like, be this type of hero. Like, be like Kiyoshi, who was a violent killer. Like, I love her, but, like, we should did kill a man. <laughs> but Aang is like, no, like, that's not the kind of hero I am and it's just showing people you can be a hero and you do not need to change or give up your own values okay that's all I got that was kind of crazy <laughs> you had a whole thing you were ready oh and I'm oh, that's the, the oh, ending of the series because <laughs> that's pretty much she pretty much just literally <laughs> I'm not done actually also he's doing all of this to save Sokka and Katara so everything he goes through to save them he already has in himself and he's gonna try to change and do what other people expect of him to save his friends but he doesn't because he's a king okay that's one <clears throat> I'm done it. okay so we're gonna the next episode <laughs> I, I just had to, I, I wrote this, like, well, completely sleep-deprived right before I went to bed eating brownies, so that's probably why it turned out the way it did. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, episode six. Um, so, we start with Sokka, Aang, and Katara eating food that Katara scavenged, um, which brings up a lot of questions because these are a bunch of um, not even teenagers, early teenagers that are like scavenging have no money and traveling the world so i guess i i i want to be them let's just say that um they get so, money in season two and three from where uh i don't know but i i definitely know that um tosh was literally their plug like she was there <laughs> to teach egg for comedy uh comedic relief and to give them money but we love her she was more she was so much more than that but um so then they find this dude <laughs> bending and his name is Haru um so they find him earthbending and then they're like OMG and then they see like I think one of them says something or like tries to talk to him and he like fully like sprints away and is like forget I was even here baby I'm not even here I'm a hallucination pretty much his vibe <clears throat> so then um we get a little bit more of a story about what is happening in different parts of the world during this war with the fire nation um how some earthbenders some like benders in general are being taken and imprisoned by the fire nation so how do you guys feel about that culture and bending are connected There's this distinction between bending and magic we see again and again where bending is a part of the spirituality. Bending is like, not like religious, but like connected to this like spiritual idea of like 
who these people are culturally and I feel like that's a really cool distinction between like like a superhero and like the bender yeah anyway well we'll get to the um more into that later like about the imprisonment and everything and how Katara like <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> the name of the episode is imprisonment well yeah basically um <laughs> they talk about how that they imprison earthbenders if they see them bending and then they start something I really don't know how they catch him earthbending but then they take him away oh let me say it okay okay so there there's Haru and Katara are hitting it off because Haru has his little blushies on. <laughs> hey, I thought he was old though. <laughs> I thought he was like fully no, an adult. It's literally weird. Uh, it's like mustache or something. <laughs> Later, he gets a mustache. Oh, it's like, I, it's, there's like this implied romance between them. This, oh, I, let me take a hot take. It's kind of the same way between Zuko and Katara as Haru and Katara. No one outright says like they they like each other, but we all see it. It's not like Jet and it's not like Jet and Katara where Katara's like cheeks turn aggressively pink and Sokka's like Katara, your boyfriend. Like this. it's not like that, but like we still get some vibes. And it's so, like walking, and there's this old man like literally with his like butt in his leg, like in a like in a mine or something, and. The- like rock crumbling him he's like help me i'm an old man and so then um what is this man's name oh katara's like haru we have to help him and haru was like i'm not gonna earth bend i'm gonna let him die and katara's like you can't do that queen and he's gonna like, let him die okay so then he earth <laughs> he earth bends him out of there and then katara's like i'm so proud of haru like they go back and katara's like with the gang she's like i'm so proud of him and then they wake up the next morning and his mom is like oh yeah like they came and took him i'm depressed now and, and so the old man out. turned him in the old man that he saved turned him in how did he benefit from that worst character worse than that made me and so I'm- angry <laughs> that part just made me infuriated because it's just like it also just like shows like real world problems like people who are like that like he fully just saved him. He would have literally died. Like, it wasn't like he needed, um, like, the lid off of a pickle jar. Like, he was fully under a rock. <laughs> like, he really actually needed help. And then he yeah. was like, oh. No, like, I hate him. Like, <laughs> like I also, like, I want to be critical of this is reflecting on the Fire Nation government that imposed so much fear that this old man definitely was already mean. But he was like, this boy saved my also he's so honorless for that like we see the idea of honor coming up in the show that man was not, had no honor well okay so Katara gets him accidentally arrested which I mean it's because she has a good heart but she's also annoying anyway um uh <laughs> well Katara slander on the potty <laughs> She's not even real, and I would lay down my life. Um, that's literally that explains the Avatar like fan group in like pretty much one session. She's not real, yeah. but I'm bad for her. I feel like she feels obligated to save Haru, not only because she um got him taken away, but also she meant her mom was getting taken away from the Fire Nation. 
I don't know if they talk about this in that episode, but she pretty Maybe. much feels like it's her fault and she needs to make up for that. So that was something, that something I thought was really sad, but it was also really powerful. I'm um, gonna be honest. I thought she made so. something to say with him because she had a crush on him. <laughs> but Emmy's is a lot more intelligent, so we're gonna go with that. <laughs> oh, so deep, Elena. <laughs> But yeah, then she thinks of this, okay, this plan, um, this plan that she thinks of, well, it's all of them, it's Sokka, Aang, and Katara, um, this just shows that they are such children, and I mean, the plan was smart, like, the airbending thing, Aang was gonna airbend the rock up, like, blow it, blow it upwards, and then Katara was gonna ask his in to get Haru and his dad out, oh yeah, dad's in prison too um, but like yeah so there's that and um so I thought it was like a fine plan but them like putting it together and them just acting so childish was really funny then Momo starts airbending <gasps> Momo this is such an iconic moment because um they they see their little plan hatched up with Aang airbending this rock and they get with like Katara's earthbending and the guards go that lemur's earthbending and Sakura goes no you idiot it's the girl and they're like they just take that they're like okay yeah, all right they were really prepared to arrest a lemur though like they would have done they it should've, they should have thrown them in jail <laughs> okay but to be honest there is so much um there's so many jokes and so much comedy within the fire um the fire nation soldiers like they are so funny they're a riot Riot. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, Katara gets put in jail and she's like, OMG, yay, I'm in jail. And um then she finds Haru and the dad. And she's really sad because all of them vendors are so like upset and like um I don't know what the word is. They pre may not encouraged. Discouraged. Um so she's Yes, hopeless. She says this super big speech, and I thought this was a, such a great, like, feminist moment, like, a girl rising up. And because most of the people in this prison are men, I think, women, maybe. I don't really know. But um, she was, she just sounded so powerful, and she was like, you guys need to realize that the firebenders can't take your, like, the things that are you. Like, they can hold you back, but you will always have you, and, like, the things you care about most and that was like and like she encouraged them to break out of prison and I was like oh period queen but then they were like no we can't we can't do that we can't do it so how do you guys feel about that I have two things to add I think first of all we reestablish that connection between um like who the benders are as a people and their bending because she's like you might not have your bending but you're still like you're still earthbenders and they're like no and also i just like really like this reoccurring theme in season one of women practicing diplomacy um because we see later and i will pop about off about this in that episode like a girl who is saying like fighting like i can fight but i'm also choosing to extend help in other ways and i'm like queen yeah anyway 
What do you guys think? It's powerful. She's a it is really powerful. Queen, Miss Ma'am. Not to that's, mention that's the movie or anything, because it's garbage and we don't talk about it. <laughs> watch the whole thing, because I have not. I've watched. I could I, I haven't. I couldn't. I couldn't finish it. Okay. I couldn't either. Uh, I got like halfway through. I got ten minutes in at most. The way that they took this powerful moment for Qatar, and I'm like, <laughs> not important. It's just there was supposed to be. There was one. They made book one, like the movie book one. There was supposed to be two more. Imagine if they made two more of the movie. Oh, was the movie only was book one? It was so bad. Yeah. yeah. What an atrocity. Like, they really thought that it was going to be so good that they could make two more of them. <laughs> Where do you pronounce everything? So yeah, that's why I kept saying Ong. My name is Ong. <laughs> Oka? Ong? I wish they pronounced Katara Katara because that would have been like the final blow that <laughs> Pretty much. Um, just to sum it up, like Haru was like, y'all are stupid. You just need to like be earthbenders and show them what you're made of. And then they're like, yeah, which kind of made me angry because Katara fully had this put together speech and then they were like, oh, whatever. Like, I have no hope. And then Haru gets up there and he's like, come on, guys. And they're all like, oh. And they're like, oh, oh man, told me to do it. I'll do it. Amazing. Also, there's this part where they're like, they're in the prison. And Katara's like, what's your escape plan? And Haru's dad is like sitting there like, go talk to the guards. Get more blankets for the elderly. We don't have an escape plan. He's like, he's like, like the, like the paternal figure of this prison. This makes literally no sense. Literally zero sense. Who wrote that in there? Literally zero sense. <laughs> to reiterate, what? I like, I don't understand what. Like, I hate that part. <laughs> and also, Katara, I said I was done, but I'm not. Okay, so also Katara is like, like, hey, Haru. And Haru's like, Katara, like, at the time you met my dad, I knew you for one day, but that's enough for me. Like, here's my dad. It's so, like, formal and awkward, and I hate it. And then Katara's, like, blushing, and because the dad is, like, you're such a brave woman. She's, like, blushing. I hate it. I really hate it. Anyway. And so then Aangan, what's, what's his name? Sokka? Aangan and Sokka fly up on Appa, and they're, like, Katara, we need to, like, get out of this prison. Like, get her room and go. And they're, like, Katara's, like, no queen. Like, I need to break all of these people out of here. And Sokka's like, you're literally stupid. And Katara's like, I love you too. And so then Aang comes up with this plan to get all of, there's like, there, so basically they took the earthbenders to a ship so that they wouldn't have any earthbenders in the middle of the ocean. So the ship is made of metal. So, but there's coal, I mean, there's smoke coming out of somewhere. So Aang is like, there has to be coal. So if we can get that coal out here, they can bend the coal. So then they get the coal out of there with Aang's airbending. And then at first, nobody like, uses it but then Haru is like come on kings use this pole and like he has to build their spirit back up to get them to bend again because their spirit and bending are connected and <laughs> and then they bend some coal and then they break out of there and then Haru is like I love you Katara and like I and <laughs> he's like he's like I can't wait to see you again no, no, I don't, that's not what he says. I don't know what he says, but Katara's like, I have a feeling like I'll see you again. And he's like, okay, when did that next, happen? At the end of the episode. The, and the next time we see Haru, he has a mustache. Anyway. 
oh, they straight up murder a bunch of Fire Nation soldiers, and they, like, don't address that. They're like, these people are dead. Anyway, moving on. You should continue throughout the show. Aang's like, I never murder anybody. But if you go back through the show, the amount of Fire Nation guards he's straight <laughs> up murdered and not had a second thought about, like, Aang, I hate to break it to you, but... Aang, sweetie, you killed those people. I don't think they just fell a thousand feet to safety. Aang's like, they're sleeping. Don't worry oh, about like- it. Was Aang a vegan or a vegetarian? Vegetarian. Well, that's not very pacifist of him. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> so, let's test... Let's do, do you want to, like, pop off about something? Because, like, we already asked this outro question. <laughs> Is there anything you just want to, like, to go for? <laughs> I don't... See, as soon as you put me on the spot, everything I ever knew about avatars just immediately leaves my brain. Do you have any feelings on Haru? Mm, I feel like I did not care. And when he showed up again, I was like, oh. Um, get rid of you. <laughs> Who do you think had the best arc? In the show or like... In the show. Total of, I guess, Zuko. I mean, this is very dramatic, though. I feel like I feel like I talked about this last time, but people don't appreciate like Sokka's arc. I think that one was just as important, but it was much more subtle, so it gets underappreciated. Yes. Uh, we had a request that we talked about Uncle Iroh more, so someone <laughs> throw him some love. <laughs> I love him! I love him. Oh my god. There's the fire stuff. Uh. <laughs> There's just no Zuko content I think the, these episodes, because like in the first four, they like... This is really not. Iroh... I just want to say, Iroh definitely did some stuff wrong, but I love him anyway. Like, <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong. Um, yeah. What, what's that one song he sings, like, the, about his son? It makes me cry every time. No, the actor actually wrote that about um, his cancer. I know. It I'm like, pretty sure. I, yeah. No, it makes me sob. I don't think about it. It makes me Wait, really what sob. happened? Wait, the who wrote it? What? The guy that played Iroh, his real name was Mako, and he, his last episode is the Tales of Bossing Say, and the leaves from the vine song he sings, he actually wrote about his cancer. I think it was cancer. Did he die? Yeah. yeah it's like the last thing he recorded that song, I think. And then they get a new voice actor. That's so sad. I, I didn't I know, know that. that. Yeah, he did such an amazing job, too. Stop! That's so sad. I didn't know that. I love Uncle Iroh. I feel like I feel like every show needs like that wise old man character. Yeah, that's it. Who was your favorite like Aang like old friend moment? Boomy freaked me out. I was like fine with it until he like turned eight feet tall and got that really freaked me out so much. I was like, we're not doing this right now. This can't be happening. Yeah. I do. I love how they really emphasize that the Fire Nation is not inher- inherently evil and that, like, they chose this. And, like, with power comes responsibility. And, like, I feel like that was a really important thing to include in the show. It gives us that little nuance. 
subtle complexity. <laughs> um, Pressure's on. I don't know. Stop! I'll say mine. You guys are being lame. Mine is Zuka. <laughs> okay, Liam, say yours. Come on. Ah, it's right back to me. <laughs> well, I want you to pick. What about Jin and Zuko? That's a, that's a power couple. We love them. Plus, plus yours and Zutara, isn't it? I know. Kind of like Zuko and Sokka. The potential that had. I can't wait till we get to season three and I can just talk about Zuko for an hour. Because <laughs> I will be doing that. I ship Zutara too, though, so it's like I'm fun and torn. I really just want Zuko to be happy. I don't really care. <laughs> wait. Although, okay, I think you know, Zuko and May are kind of, they make an okay couple. Like, he, they're both, yeah. like, it works. This is gonna sound so mean, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Zuko, like, I don't get why, like, Zuko and May are so opposites, whereas, like, Zuko is very, like, angry and, like, has a lot of emotions and a lot of, like, emotional turmoil. May is, like, very, like, I don't know how to say this. Like, like, her character is very, like, inward, like, like, I can see why she would like him, but he's so different from her. Like, I don't know. Okay, well, let's say our goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Liam's favorite ship is Appa and Momo. Um, <laughs> I feel like that meme was like, no one liked that. Um, That's why I said it. <laughs> um, oh, my God, let's say our goodbyes. Okay, bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, please go follow us on bluespirits.podcast at Instagram. Also, we are on probably almost every podcast site that's available, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. It's Blue Spirits and Atla Podcasts, or you can search any of our names. I'm Elena. I'm Liam. And I'm Emmy. I don't know. Yeah, Tess will definitely be back because we love her, and she is going to be a reoccurring special guest because she has so many good opinions. And yes, um, thank you so much for being on here, Tess. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.